0: you've done it again listener you've pushed play on x-rated movies it's a podcast by two guys who used to date and now they don't but they talk about movies together
1: my name is ryan whedon my name is matt fisher good for you listener you did a good job to our listenership who who can't see it uh ryan put a lot of thought into that intro and i gotta say his thinking face very sexy. Oh, thank you. I, I didn't put my fist to my forehead like the Rodin sculpture. I could still tell you were thinking nonetheless. Oh, okay,
0: okay, okay. All right, and then I also didn't you, do yeah, the... You
1: didn't tap your forehead. <laughs> mm. That's good. I, I'm glad I have a thinking face. <laughs> yeah, you know, you look up to the left and then to the right and sort of cock your jaw up a little bit. <laughs> and then you nod to yourself. Yeah, that's
0: right. So it's like a a MoneyGram commercial, (laughs) basically.
1: Uh, It works for me. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. (laughs) Great.
0: Can't wait to be cast in that next uh, round of commercials for them.
1: (laughs) Confession time. Okay. Long-time listeners might remember our uh, episode on election, and I shit-talked pears. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the uh, fallout from that movie, I... uh, I went to the grocery store, and I picked out a variety of pears.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. How many varieties of pear are there? Uh,
1: Well, I lived next to sort of a fancy quality food center. Okay. I think there was five different varieties. Wow. Yeah. So I, I got one of each. I didn't look too much. I just put one in a bag and then got a new bag and threw a pear in that, and like it was five bags with five pears. Okay. I let the, the grocery concierge figure out what kind they were. <laughs> And then I ate them over the course of the next couple days. Okay. And I only took note of them if I felt that they were remarkable in any sort of way. And so uh, this will be the rare occasion where I have to uh, eat a little humble pie, eat a little crow here. Oh,
0: my God. Are you admitting you were wrong about something?
1: I am a fan of Asian pears. Whoa! uh... I don't think I have a gasp drop big enough for that. It, it's true. Uh, I wasn't ready to admit it, but most of the other pears, I'm like, oh, this is good. Don't need to eat it again for a while. But the Asian pear, I was like, oh, this is good. Mm. I could go for another. Wow. Yeah. I've eaten six Asian pears since my first. Wow. So seven Asian pears. <laughs> well, I, I guess this is probably a good time to bring up that when I
0: used the restroom before we started uh recording i looked into your medicine cabinet and a good 24 asian pears just came <laughs> tumbling
1: out at me and i was confused but um it's not a problem i have it under control the dietary fiber is used to make me feel full that's all i mean they, appetite suppressant
0: they, they were right matt they were ready to eat i it seemed like you were going to eat those all Tonight. of them soon yeah
1: well, I haven't eaten all day in anticipation of eating 24 Asian pears. It, it, I mean, that, that seems like a large number. I'm not judging. I mean, you, you do
0: you, but... Uh, I,
1: I, I eat all these Asian pears so that I don't feel hungry anymore, which I feel is oddly representative of my uh, love life.
0: <laughs> uh, Wow. Well, I think that's really impressive that you're able to admit that you were wrong on one thing. Hopefully, it will <laughs> lead to... <laughs> A landslide of other admissions. Because God knows Whatever there's more. What could you mean?
1: <laughs>
0: well, I don't want to get into it in the opening banter, but I think something tells me you're salty about something over there. <laughs> it just seems like caramel doesn't what? need doesn't need salt in
1: certain people's minds. I hope you can hear the gods thundering their disapproval at you. I feel like
0: the non-salted caramel demographic is small but mighty.
1: We've been over this, Ryan. Salty and sweet. It's God's heaven on earth. Like, they put Nutella on a saltine to give us a taste of what heaven is like. Salted caramel is immediately adjacent to Nutella on a saltine. All right, listen. I don't have a problem
0: with salty and sweet together. I actually enjoy the flavor combo for the most part. But I think that certain things need to be reserved as sweet only. And one of those things is caramel. A separate but equal? No, separate but
1: better. Some things are better without salt. I stand by that. Yeah, well, some things are better without red, like heads. (laughs) How dare you? I'm sorry, I'm just, you know. Caramel and salt are as natural as fire crotches. So, you know what, maybe this is something we need to take
0: that the free market needs to decide. Maybe you, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just,
1: all of the figs and potato free market
0: debacle. I'm saying rather than uh, maybe this is something democracy can't solve. Maybe this is something that we need to take oh, to so the you're market. Against
1: democracy now? No,
0: no. I'm just oh, saying you're
1: against the sacred will of the voter. Oh, are you, Mister
0: Libertarian streak over here, is suddenly all about democracy? <laughs> That's <laughs> what
1: makes it so good.
0: Uh huh. You've got a business streak in you. I can see. Hey. It.
1: You know, the free market is both democratic and free. I see. That's what makes it so great because people don't aren't forced to buy anything. That's why salted caramel is everywhere because the people have chosen no. to put it in everything. Here's what we're
0: gonna do: we're gonna have the people vote with their dollar. We're gonna make T-shirts. One says no salt, and one says yes salt. <laughs> and we're and gonna. What say- <laughs> is
1: that going to relate to?
0: People are going to buy the no, shirt that they the agree with. the market has
1: already spoken on this. That's why salted caramel's in everything. I think that was people a flawed voting system. People had salted caramel,
0: and they said, ew. That was a flawed voting system. The window was far too small. Some people didn't even know the election was going on. I think we need to extend the voting rate. Oh, this is clear voter yo, suppression my. on your side.
1: <laughs> Just God. favoring salted caramel. The super delegates were all in favor of salted caramel. Oh, my God. It wasn't fair.
0: History's going to look back and frown on salted caramel.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Regular caramel only won the caucuses, which is tantamount to voter suppression with its Byzantine non-salted laws... I mean, who even introduced salt in the first place? We didn't need it. You always need salt. What, caramel's just burnt sugar by itself.
0: Delicious burnt sugar by
1: itself. And even delicious Is delicious, delicious not, good enough? Is delicious not good enough for you? Regular delicious doesn't sate me anymore, Ryan. <laughs> That's what divided us.
0: <laughs> Our nation is truly... Separated at the moment.
1: <laughs> I look forward to going to your restaurant of unsalted caramel and fig fries.
0: Well, I can't wait until it dominates over salted caramel
1: and potatoes every way. Ah, <laughs> uh, that sounds amazing. You got latkes, french fries, baked potatoes, twice baked potatoes, um, mashed potatoes. Figs, a la mashed la mode, potato. figs
0: <laughs> in Newtons. Figs uh, on top oh, of, oh, of pie. Oh, oh, oh. So, you got figs three ways. Figs all a which is the one that I'm going to come up with. (laughs) You bet your butt.
1: A country, a a podcast (laughs) divided cannot stand. (laughs) We're going to have to find
0: common ground to compromise here. We need to come up with a potato fig recipe, I think, is the answer.
1: uh, that's to P- die for. Potato uh, potato potato fig au o- 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 gratin. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking potato fig newtons. I'll tell you what. unsalted caramel potato fondue. Is that what what this podcast needs to heal? For the interim, I will accept your terms. <sighs> All right, we shall celebrate over a meal of potato and caramel fondue. I can't wait.
0: Let's put aside our differences, Matt, because we have a movie to talk about. Today. There's a greater good at hand. It's yeah. true. We we have to. We are in the midst of your sexy shocker season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is the penultimate sexy shocker. Penultimate meaning next to ultimate. Oh, okay, great. Right.
0: <laughs> so pen is pen and teller. Pen is pen is to next to teller. Her. Yeah, got
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> and this week I chose the mildly obscure criminal lovers by uh, Francois Ozon, or Ozone? depending on. What layer of the atmosphere you're in.
0: So he's made mostly of a Greek liqueur that tastes like licorice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. He himself is a homosexual. Mm. Um, so most of his movies have sort of a, a like, gay vibe to them or gay undertones or homosexual themes mm-hmm. running about. And this one is no different. So this one, uh, in broad strokes, I would say is bonnie and clyde meets hansel and gretel sure you know. i was thinking the
0: story of the eye meets stranger by the lake
1: what's the story of I? oh it's a french story by george bataille where uh oh we they- welcome your french literature degree back <laughs> in the conversation <laughs> Ah, oh, man. She uh she, th- there's like this
0: this couple of teenage lovers who are fascinated by exhibitionist sex and uh murder and the the girl in the couple is obsessed with putting ovular objects in her vagina and anus including eggs, eyes and bull testicles. Look it up. There was a point when I was like is this like an allegory for the story of the eye? It's not. It's it's doesn't quite line up, but there is the teenage lover's killing thing going on.
1: Yeah, because uh, Bonnie and Clyde, like, the the only frame of reference I have to go off of is uh, the Arthur Penn movie with Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's like anytime Bonnie, like, tries to, like, get up on Clyde, he always pushes her off and says, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> and the implication is either that he's impotent or that he's gay. Mm-hmm. And that sort of plays into Criminal Lovers. Yeah. Because Luke, L-U-C, as they they do it in France. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Luke. (laughs) Luke and Alice. Alice. Uh, He also seems to suffer from impotence and or homosexuality.
0: Well, yeah, until, until.
1: So I have feelings on this movie. Listenership, you can't see, but I'm bouncing up and down. (laughs)
0: Um, like three feet it was it was a lot of bouncing
1: (laughs) the movie's not super plot heavy but in general this young couple kills another young man Mm -hmm. very early on very early on and then make a run for it the rest of the movie is sort of cuts back and forth between what's happening in the now and then the prelude to them killing this this, uh, young man so there's a lot to sort of unfold because not everything might be truth that we hear from the characters mouths. A lot of it is sort of perception. And the first time that I watched it, I'm not always keen on undertones on first watch. Okay. And watching it this time, I'm like, Oh, there's a lot here that was leading up to the conclusion, like Mm -hmm. the climax or the finale that had I been a little bit more sensitive to, I would have caught on first watch, but wasn't on, you know, uh, until the end when I initially watched it. But There's two main storylines going through. One is before the murder, and one is after the murder. Mm -hmm. The before the murder is uh, Luke and Alice as they're leading up and scheming to the murder. And then the other is what they're doing in the aftermath of the murder. Yeah, But we see the murder pretty early
0: on. The murder's in the first five minutes or so, and the lead-up is basically that Alice...
1: We see... Alice blindfolding Luke, and she's, like, saying sexy stuff and, like, takes off his pants. We get two dongs in the first five minutes. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Uh, I mean, granted, they're supposed to be, like, high school students, but in real life, they're, like, 20. Yeah. So it's... It's okay. It's okay The lust for them. I mean, neither of them are hard, but... I I'll mean, take what I can get. Two messes is a luxury. <laughs> so... Yeah, we, we have this sort of dual scene here, and, and one of them is, is Alice blindfolding Luke and saying sexy stuff and, like, pulls down his pants, and then she starts making fun of him for still being soft. Mm-hmm. And then we have this next scene where Alice is seducing Saeed, who's this – I mean, Saeed doesn't seem like a French name to me, is it? A traditional French name. I think he's supposed to be
0: No. Like
1: Algerian or something. Yeah. So they show him showering in like the the locker room shower. We get the the booty. Then he turns around. We get the front. It's all good from the audience perspective. Yeah. Alice comes in, kind of you know does her feminine wiles thing. Starts seducing him on the locker room floor. Yeah. So he's still wearing a towel and she's still like fully clothed. Yeah. But he's, like, kind of dry humping, like, on top of her. And Luke comes in and, like, sees this happening, makes eye contact with Alice. And she sort of, like, nods, like, go. grabbing his wrist, go. He comes in, stabs him several times yeah. in the, like, abdomen region. And It's gruesome. He, and it, 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 it's, it's conflicting because you get to see, you know, some choice angles of Saeed's butt. Like, as he's on the floor writhing (laughs) from being murdered. And blood
0: is shooting out of him.
1: Yeah. And then the movie takes off from there. Like, that's really, like, the opening premise. Yep.
0: We get sexy. We get shock in the first five minutes. Right. And then they've got to bury the body. They're on the run.
1: No, they do this really elaborate
0: cleanup
1: process. Right. And,
0: oh, my God, murder cleanup is never perfect
1: while watching this was like there's no they're they're still leaving a trace yeah
0: unless you're in some sort of slaughterhouse where you can just point a hose at every surface you're gonna leave some blood
1: yeah, because, like, the first thing she does is, like, sop up a lot of it, but then, like, try and pour it down the sink. I was like, you're just making a mess over that sink.
0: I know. There's
1: blood on that mirror.
0: She's cover- She wears a dress in bl- covered in blood for the rest of the movie.
1: Well, yeah, she takes a shower and then puts that bloody dress back on after Why the shower. Why didn't you bring some clean clothes? I would have at least planned for that. Y- y- you gotta think that you're gonna get dirty. I mean... So, Luke did the actual killing. Alice does the cleaning, and then they're gonna to have to go like dispose of the body. And they're already bickering like an old married couple at this point. They bicker so much. J'en sais rien, puis j'en ai marre de décider. They're clearly not really in love. Like they clearly hate each other more than they love each other. And we learn this more through flashbacks after
0: an inciting incident that we'll get to. But, like, we learn that they're kind of not really in love anyway. They've just been bickering the whole time. Yeah, because... she's she's manipulating him into doing this action.
1: Yeah, so this is where there's, like, a little level of ambiguity. It's never explicitly explained. But Luke is repeatedly called the virgin, even though he's dating Alice, Alice, as she says to Luke, was gang-banged by Saeed's friends. Mm -hmm. You know, he might not have been directly a part of it, but he was integral in the... Making it happen. Yes. Being raped,
0: because she says she wasn't up for it.
1: But the question is, was she?
0: I don't think it actually happened.
1: I don't think it actually happens either,
0: because... I think that's how she got... Luke to kill him.
1: Yeah, because we get scenes of the Saeed and Alice making out, and we also get the implication that she is harboring, like, deep lust for Saeed. hmm And part of me feels that it's because of, like, his Middle Eastern or Northern African or whatever ethnicity he is that it's sort of a shame for uh, feeling this way. I thought there was a racial element. I also just kind of
0: chalked it up to that Alice is a dreamer and she <laughs> wants to kill. You know? She just, I mean, she's just—I she got bloodlust. I
1: think there is part of that because she does seem to have sort of a Deborah Cara Unger sort of thing for murder. But, you know, so like France conquered Algiers, I guess I should say, until the rebellion. Mm-hmm. So part of me feels that it's like This, like, colonialist wet dream on her part a little bit. There's a
0: racial element to it, but I didn't think it was shame. I just thought it was sort of, like, he's expendable. I need
1: to to, uh, dominate him by however is necessary. Mm. And she concocts this gang rape in order to get Luke on his side. And with Luke, because looking at it through like the eyes of Luke being gay, Mm -hmm. it's all there. Like, I don't know how I missed it before, but when I initially watched it, I didn't know about these gay undertones. Yeah.
0: And I think it makes it harder for Luke to kill Saeed because I think he's actually kind of attracted to
1: Saeed. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. You got that too. Well, it's like when Saeed is making out with Alice, he's jealous of Alice. Like he wishes that he was in her place. Yeah. But I also feel that he doesn't, totally realize what's happening which plays into the climax for me mm-hmm. he doesn't know that he's gay yet yeah he just I thinks saeed's a real cool guy He's <laughs> <laughs> just like i i like him 100 percent. yeah he's just a real cool
0: like, guy Said is so cool i want to be his friend yeah i don't know why
1: i can't stop thinking about saeed exactly god he's cool <laughs> so luke he doesn't have a firm grasp on the emotions that he's having about the situation i think that he feels that he should be in love with alice mm-hmm. and because he should be in love with her he's gonna do what she says yeah i also think there's a dynamic
0: and we'll get i think we have to get into this more but i think that he likes being dominated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. think that like Alice has a very dominating personality. And so I think that she sees in Luke that she can dominate and get him to do that these that. There's things a, for a her.
1: submissive streak through him. Yeah. That she can exploit.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's sort of their dynamic, which is why he's able and willing to do this act for her.
1: Yeah. I agree. Cause he might not realize that he's gay, but he might, there, there might be like a, sort of spring in his dick when someone is, is dominant sexually yeah. around him.
0: there's a power dynamic that he's super into. Yeah. And I think that plays in later when he's got the you know collar on and stuff that oh, yeah. like visual cues in that way.
1: I would like to say both Luke and Saeed are aesthetically very pleasing. <laughs> I have no complaints. <laughs> it just both of them, like I know they're supposed to be high schoolers, but if you are into the twink build on a gentleman... This is basically all you can eat.
0: I've been waiting for the uh, naked boy bodies in this erotic thriller season, and I'm glad we finally arrived there. <laughs> we get two
1: dongs and two butts. Or no, we get two dongs and one butt. We get three dongs. I just meant in the first 10 minutes. Okay, we're getting to it. But no, we get three dongs. All three male leads, we get dong. They all You <laughs> think they that was the casting dong. call?
0: Movie, three leads, two uh, must look 17, must show dong, one forty-five 45, must show dong.
1: <laughs> and booty. And booty. All this has been the lead up to the murder. The, the Alice and Luke's dynamic and planning and plotting leading up to the murder. Yeah, yeah, There's also the, the dual storyline that we see concurrently, essentially. Uh, they cut back and forth of post-murder, where they go on the run. uh, Luke accidentally runs over a bunny, and they have to bury it.
0: There's Bunnies are important in this movie. It's a real theme.
1: Well, I mean, it, it sort of plays into the climax as well, but it also sort of plays into the fact that uh, I think it's supposed to paint them having a sense of humanity, that they feel bad for this defenseless creature, but they will kill another human being, which I would also probably be guilty of, given the right circumstances. <laughs> Um, I thought it felt a little shoehorned, but go ahead. I mean, this isn't the first movie to show a serial killer having a sense of empathy for like a wild animal. Sure. And it, that's, I felt, what, what they were doing here, because Alice insists that they bury the rabbit that Luke hits with their car.
0: Right, but Saeed, she has no problem.
1: Oh, yeah, they'll just toss him anywhere. Yeah. So they're on the lamb, They're running out of uh, resources. They don't have any food. They have limited amounts of money, and they stumble upon this sort of cabin in the woods. Horror reference uh intentional. And they see like a uh, old man, they wait for him to leave. And then they go in and they they raid the medicine well, cabinet.
0: That's important the 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 way that he, we're introduced to this guy is we see Luke peers into the cabin and sees the dude naked bathing himself. Mm. And then he runs back and is like I found a cabin, he's left now we should go. But there's definitely this implication that he's like, I saw a naked dude.
1: Let's hang around. Some,
0: yeah, something is going on in my in my dingle.
1: Do we know that he's got a boner at this moment? No, but he's, he's looking at a dude and he's like, let's take over this cabin. So they go in, they start pilfering food, they get caught, and this is where, to me, the movie starts getting interesting. Mm-hmm. This is where I feel the dynamic changes. So, guy comes in. He's literally billed as, like, uh, l'homme de forest. Yeah, forest guy. Yeah. Uh, For comes, those who don't know French. <laughs> comes in. He's got a shotgun. He sees them pilfering food out of his, you know, he's, he's eating the Asian pears out of their medicine cabinet.
0: <laughs> and all the delicious figs he has hanging out. <laughs> And Alice is such just I can't believe the balls on her. She's like, "Sorry, we didn't know someone lived here. We're going to go now." Hey, you say what it takes to get out of that situation. She's just like, "Bye, we're going to go." And he's like, "No. You're <laughs> going in my in my
1: cellar." She strikes me as like one of those bitches that's like, "Uh, you know, she goes to a bar. And she's like, uh, you took my drink away too quickly. Can I like get another?"
0: She, totally she, she's one of
1: those cunts yeah she would
0: absolutely do that yeah
1: no nah. she just nah, she strikes me as that sort of like cheap catty bitch Ugh, hate those people <laughs> uh you know man of the forest tree man's not buying it he he's got the shotgun and he forces them into the cellar and oh i guess we did sort of skip over an important part where they're in the woods and you sort of get a pov shot and you see a hand go into the POV shot, oh. like, removing branches out of the way. As they're burying Said. yeah. Yes, which plays into this part. They go into the cellar, and they see Saeed's body down in the cellar. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that this person has been following them or has known about their actions before they even made it into his own cabin. Yeah. So this is where it turns from, like, Bonnie and Clyde into Hansel and Gretel. I think the Hansel and Gretel thing is pretty well known. I didn't look at the Wikipedia article, but, like... Other descriptions of it say, like a modern day telling of Hansel and Gretel. Don't look at the Wikipedia page, oh, it is oh, very well, unhelpful. It, <laughs> what, what, why? Like, it is
0: literally the overview is a movie made by uh, what's Francois, Francois uh, uh-huh. in 1990, 90, whatever. And then it, there's a synopsis that is, I think, written by somebody who's practicing English as their second language. <laughs> it's not great. And uh, doesn't hit a lot of the points I think it should, and that's it. There's no, there's no cast. There's no plot summary, which is another thing that usually happens on Wikipedia pages. If I were a Wikipedia editor, I would
1: put this page needs work on this. I would flag it. <laughs> okay, okay. So Said's body is down in the cellar. His dead cadaver, still with like the towel, the bath towel around his waist. I didn't notice waist. that. I
0: didn't notice that.
1: So they're down there, and. At some point, Forest Man invites Luke up at gunpoint. Brings him up and starts feeding him rabbit stew. Does he feed him the stew right away or is it just rabbit like carcass? I don't think he feeds him right away. I think he makes him
0: hunt the rabbit first.
1: Well, I think the first thing is that he he makes him bathe him.
0: Yeah, first thing is bathing.
1: So, which, watching it this time seemed like a real important scene to me because the forest man makes luke like scrub him down it's sort of a power imbalance there man of the forest got the shotgun and he's making luke scrub him clean him seems like a traditionally dom sub relationship thing sure. going on here so after luke dries him the forest man walks out of, like, the basin. Which, by the way, bathing sucked back before you had running water. <laughs> yeah. Like, this they is, to like... heat up the water. Yeah, they had to heat up the water. He, he stood in just, like, a metal basin and, like, scrubbed himself with a loofah. I would never... I take a shower every day because I feel gross unless I do. I, oh, God. I would hold off back in olden times you'd be a weekly old timey bather just oh it just seems so impractical like there's no pleasure there at all you have to go to the well to get the water and then you have to heat it and up because well up. water's fucking cold and, is... and you can
0: only heat it up to boiling
1: <laughs> so you have to wait for it to cool uh, just a whole ordeal Ugh. I wouldn't bother so so Luke bays our, our you know 50 year old forest man and then he, he gets out and he's like your turn yeah, and the way that he holds the gun, he's holding the shotgun down by his waist. And at first, it's pointed at the floor. And he tells Luke that he needs to bathe. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And his gun points up from his hip, oh, looking like a dick. Sure. Pointed right at Luke's face. He goes, No, you're going to undress and you're going to get in that, you know, tub of dirty bathwater. <laughs> There's some phallic
0: Im- imagery later, too, when um, Luke steals the switchblade that saeed had and uh he holds it around his crotch he and, like
1: puts it down like the belt of his pants yeah and then there. pulls
0: it out and holds it like it's a dick and um that's the knife he uses to kill saeed so so with there's the, something going on there
1: with the bathing scene though in particular is that when uh luke gets in the bath and is getting bathed by the the, the forest dweller dude it also seems like an act of submission. So it's like when he was bathing the forest guy, it seemed like he was being submissive. And then even when he was being bathed, it seemed like an act of submission. Uh To me, it, it spoke to like a power dynamic that was like, it doesn't necessarily matter what you're doing. Like you can be doing the bathing or you can be bathed. Yeah. That's not what's defining the power dynamic here. Yeah. It's everything else around it. I'd agree, and I
0: think that that speaks to Luke's enjoyment. Like I, we we don't get the sense that he's enjoying either part of this bath quite yet. But I think it informs later that he likes being the sub. Mm-hmm. Like I think it it teaches him. This is a, you know, a formative moment in his life where he's just like, I th- think maybe I'm into always being the submissive. It accelerates from there, but I think this is the kernel that starts that. Well,
1: because there's sort of, this is when there's sort of a divide for Luke, because Alice is locked in the cellar, mm-hmm. and Luke is is up there with Forest Man, and Luke is being fed because Forestman Man likes his boys plump and he likes his lady's skin and bones, mm-hmm. which I think sort of plays into like uh, uh, the witch and Hansel and Gretel. Like she fed one of them and like starved oh, the other. Yeah. So Luke is routinely allowed out of the cellar. Yeah. He He gets a collar put on him, which is mm, all sorts of sexy. Okay, listen, there's a
0: scene that happens later. We haven't gotten there quite yet, but there is a scene where he's like in underwear with the collar on strapped to the bed. And I oh, was yeah. kind of like, I'm totally turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't like it in a way. I was kind of like- Right, because feel... he's supposed to be like a high schooler. Yeah, and also like this is a perilous situation that he's in. But I'm also kind of like I wouldn't mind a boy looking like that tied up to my bed. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sad
1: (laughs) (laughs) if I came home to that every night. Yeah, I was like, "Uh," especially his only sense of like (laughs) sensory stimulation. Not
0: in this particular situation. Like they'd have to be a willing participant in the moment, but Mm -hmm. but it was definitely like I could
1: um, I could fantasize about this later. Uh, Because there's a scene not too far after this where. Both the the forest dude and Luke are lying in bed, and forest man is sort of rubbing his hands up Luke's body. Right. He puts his hand like elbow at sternum, hand facing towards the crotch. And for me, I always think like this is like one of those things where it's like it's slow, he slowly reaches his hand down towards his cock. Yeah. But he like puts it there and then just bam! Yeah. (laughs) Jams it down there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, He's still wearing pants at that point. I think. I know it was a little confusing. He just like rockets it under the belt line, and he says something like, "Just let it happen."
0: Yeah, and this is the first time we've seen Luke come. Like, well, we don't see it, but we we learn later that like, yeah, he totally got off on this, and this whole movie up until this point, he's been impotent and unable.
1: Yeah, he's you know he's Luke the virgin. His girlfriend can't get him hard. Right. This this whole thing, but. He he can come for this like fifty-year-old man who's holding him at gunpoint and turns to him the off. bed. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly it's like boy. Boing- <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Alice is in the cellar, literally starving to death, and she's so thirsty. She's so thirsty. She's so thirsty. I've she been suave, there. She's so off. I've she's
0: been <laughs> Yeah. We've all been there. We've all been thirsty. Yeah, I kind of don't care about Alice. I'm kind of glad she's rotting away in the cellar. I'm going to be honest. Like, fuck her. What is her deal? She's just such a, she's just like a murderer. this is where Ryan's sexism comes out. I'm fine with that. What is she, a murderer? Like, I mean.
1: Accomplice. Accessory to a. No, she planned it. She's the murderer. Yeah, that's why she's uh, an accessory to a murderer. She didn't actually stab anyone. That was all look i mean luke is not an innocent bystander
0: by any means but i mean fuck her she's she's
1: bad she's a bad person part of me while watching it this time before i came to the bonnie and clyde meets hansel and gretel i thought this was rope meets hansel and gretel because in rope Mm. it's like one of the dudes convinces the other dude into doing this yeah like but I don't know. I feel like Bonnie and Clyde is more apt to yeah. this specific scenario. But yeah, so she she's down in the cellar, rotting away, dying of thirst, starving to death with Saeed's rotting corpse and a bunch of fucking rats. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Meanwhile, Luke's out there getting his rocks off. Eating <laughs> rabbit stew. <laughs> yeah, plus. He, <laughs> he keeps saying that he doesn't like rabbit. And I've eaten rabbit. It's
0: pretty good. Me too. I, I have something to say about the rabbit skinning scene, by the way. I mentioned this on the conversation pieces podcast that we were on Mm. a few weeks ago, but I shot a rabbit in New Zealand and I collected it and I ate the thing. Oh, and that included skinning it. And look at you so butch. I, something happened while I was there, but like, I'll admit this. I smoked weed while I was in New Zealand there. I said it, but I was high as like, is it illegal there? Yes. As this process was going on, I hope they don't come for me now. uh as this process was going on and i pulled the skin off like they do in this movie and the sound it made it the sound it made in the movie brought me back to that moment and that sound is still was like drilled into my brain it is the weirdest
1: most unsettling sound so the opposite
0: of asmr
1: L- look at these hands do you see a callus These these are alabaster hands. Okay. They're so soft. They're (laughs) sensual yet masculine. The portrait that I'm painting for you here is that these hands have never seen a day of manual labor in their life. Okay. (laughs) I've never had to skin or hunt or do anything for my own food in my life. Mm -hmm. What is it like? It was... Did it change the way that you felt about the food that you were eating? Well, the first thing that happened
0: when I shot the rabbit... My first thought was, oh, I hope it's okay, which is like, (laughs) um, you're here shooting rabbits. You're here to kill them. Mm -hmm. I did kill it. But then my my next thought was like, well, now I have to eat it. Mm -hmm. Like that feels right. I have to honor its spirit. And I carried it around for a long time because we were, I was on a farm and uh, we were far from the farm, the actual like cabin where we were staying before we could get it back there. And the whole time I was carrying it, I was like, thank you you know thank you rabbit i wanted to honor its spirit sure and, yeah and then we ate it and um yeah it made me appreciate it for sure like I, it just made me more of a vegetarian if
1: anything i, was I like, mean, I don't
0: want to deal with this every time i'm hungry yeah like that sounds terrible i'd rather grow
1: my food like you know i i'm of the opinion that i don't think it's morally wrong to eat animals but i don't have a moral opposition to like eating dog i have a moral opposition to someone eating my dog yeah <laughs> like You know, I have that divot in like my moral circle where like the dog is part of like my well being. Uh (laughs) Um, but at the same but, yeah, time... Yeah, and I love
0: bunnies. Don't get me wrong. I see yeah. a, bunny, a cute bunny video. I'm like, oh, cute. But like in New Zealand at the time, they're an invasive species there. So it's like, well, fuck it. I don't have a oh, problem Oh, d- is it? Me. Yeah, like,
1: they're, they're, they're not natural like, there at all. They need all. population control? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it like the Chazwazers in Australia? Exactly. These bloody things are everywhere. They're in the lift, in the lorry, in the bone wizard, and all over the Malonga Gildachuck. So I can go to Australia and have all the frog's legs that I, I want. Go nuts. Okay. Go nuts. That's how I justified it in my brain. But I mean if you're especially hunting for population control then like that might be kind of important like, yeah. I know that like in parts of the Midwest like you have to or you don't have to deer hunt but like deer hunting is encouraged because otherwise like they get out of control real quick
0: I can't wait for government mandated deer hunting <laughs> <laughs> some senator is going to run on some Republican senator is going to run on I was going to say
1: their- and they're, they're going to cross out the d and put q u <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen uh-huh so yeah, he eats a lot of rabbits he like cooks a rabbit he makes a like a stew with a rabbit which rabbits tasty meat sure so I'll, delicious. I'll go for
0: it anyway we find out that uh that's not just rabbit in that stew
1: wait what else is in there
0: Said. Wait, I missed that part. Yeah, she's like at one point uh, he gets Luke gets caught for giving food to Alice or something. He gets caught and he has yeah, to. Yeah, he he give. He, oh, he's about to stab um forest dweller guy, and the guy's like, no, 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 you have to go back down. So he goes back down, and that's when she says she starts laughing, and she's like, ha ha ha, Said is missing a leg, and that's when I you realize that like, oh, he's been eating Saeed. so that's unsettling. After that, he he gets pulled back up at one point and and that's after she says, like, you have to seduce him so that we can kill him. It has to be, like, the opposite of what happened before where she had to s- seduce Saeed so that Luke could kill him. This time, he, Luke has to seduce Man in the Woods so that Alice can kill him.
1: Yeah. More or less. But, I mean, she's still sort of... Stuck down there. Yeah. But I, I think the implication is like, he has to get the key unlock right. the thing and then like get out. And there's this tense little scene where like he's going over to uh forest man with a knife. Well, uh, Before that, we have a sex scene where um,
0: Luke is tied to the bed in his collar and he gets effed in the B by forest man. And that whole scene, I was wondering like, is he enjoying this?
1: Cause it, there's not a lot of noise
0: (laughs) well it seems like maybe to me because that's that was the point when i started wondering like are you just really into being a sub Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter who your master is so to speak like he's just sort of like whatever that's also kind of like an awakening for him because then the next like i said that yeah or like you said the next scene is him he gets the knife he gets the opportunity to get the knife and rather than killing forest man he takes the keys, frees Alice. She grabs the knife and goes to stab him. And he says, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Don't do it. And we also kind of realize that fourth man is awake at this point. Like, clearly, they're making a ton of fucking they're noise. They're making a
1: ton of fucking noise. He sort of, like, peers his eyes open, like, or, like, he, like, lifts one eyelid and, like, lowers yeah. it back down. So they make a run for it. Alice sleeps first. And Luke looks back real quick and i swear to god i get goosebumps at that scene it's really good when like he looks back at forest man and forest man opens both eyes and it's like how good of like filmmaking is it if you just show a scene of someone opening their eyes that gives you
0: goosebumps yeah it helps the string stinger but still it doesn't matter it's symbolic of like I knew what was going you like there's a lot to say in that moment, like mm-hmm. i I know that you could have killed me and you didn't. I also, it's also saying I'm letting you escape. Mm-hmm. like there's a lot in just that. I mean, Luke has moment. the
1: shotgun at that point, so it's like there's still he's still like got his own power a little bit, but mm-hmm. just the fact that like he opens his eyes but doesn't move, Luke clearly sees that his eyes are open. And then hesitates before leaving like there's just there's a lot in that just two seconds yeah. there that I feel is really exciting like when, when he when Forest Man opens his eyes I'm like oh God like it ju- it just seems to change the dynamic of what's happening in that scene all at once. Yeah
0: i agree uh, i liked it i liked it too i think it's a good i think it's a good reveal
1: it's a little thrill all and they don't get
0: chased by forest man after that point no, it, he, it's clear that he's like you can go now and uh that's when luke and alice uh they're running for it and they have some uh some sexy times on their own <laughs> he finally gets it up for her he
1: finally gets it up for her like on a rock
0: with nature around them.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was kind of hammy
0: a little bit, but... Uh, it does focus a lot on his butt. Yeah. I mean, do you see the hair in his taint, which is... <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: not complaining. Yeah, so. no. And he's got that, you know, taut teenage butt, so... <laughs> taut teenage taint, too, so...
0: <laughs> but this is when the, the police come and break up their tryst. Before he can come, which I thought was uh, important...
1: I thought he was, like, in the midst of coming.
0: Oh. It seemed to me like he was not quite there yet.
1: Uh, I thought he was ramping up, but, like, hadn't hit the refractory period yet. Oh, okay. I Maybe. guess it's left to interpretation. Yeah. Depending
0: on how you refract. <laughs> and they end up running, and he gets caught in a, in a bunny rabbit trap. trap. And she runs. And, oh, and this is important, because he goes, I love you. And then she doesn't answer. Which happened earlier, because she... When they're bringing the uh, Saeed into the car, she she says it to him, and he doesn't answer. Oh, so that gets that gets
1: mirrored. Luke, is que tu in. So the the police are chasing her. She gets shot down. She dead. She dead. Spoiler alert. Thank God, I didn't like her. And Luke is being taken off in like the back of like a police it says something like jara something
0: gendarmerie yeah (laughs) which means the police
1: when the first time i watched it because i didn't know that there was supposed to be like gay undertones and like when he was like getting f in the b i was like oh he's getting raped Mm -hmm. and this is like the first time that i watched it not knowing that there was gay undertones this is where it suddenly like took this huge like slap in the face to me oh wow Because he starts, like, yelling, like, let him go. We're seeing the forest man also, like, being roughed up by the police, like, being kicked in the stomach. And they sort of make eye contact as Luke is being driven away. And Luke is saying, no, let him go, let him go. And he's crying in the back of this police van. And... They just exchange a glance. Yeah. Like, the forest man, like, knows, like, this is just what's got to happen. Like, that's where it suddenly becomes apparent like it becomes apparent all at once and it's like holy shit like oh he started forming feelings for his captive and like it all kind of comes crashing down like there's
0: some stockholm syndrome a little bit
1: yeah it's like if you watch it without knowing that it's supposed to be gay then it suddenly comes all crashing down at once and has this like feeling of like Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. Why didn't I see this earlier? And that has like a big impact if you don't know that. In a way, the movie's better to be seen if you don't know that there's anything homosexual to it. I mean, watching it this time around, like it's still, there's a different type of element. Like instead of having it all crash down on me, it feels more emotional. I almost sympathize with Luke. Like I almost feel like I to a certain extent agree with his mindset that like, this is the person that brought out the little gay virgin in him. This is the person that made him realize what he's into and what he likes. And like the little gay virgin in us, like, you know, our first breakup was probably pretty hard. We've talked about this. On the tipping the velvet, the episode. (laughs) He's seen the person who, Made him realize what he likes being like roughed up by the police mm-hmm. and he doesn't like seeing it, sure.
0: And but he has no problems killing somebody because uh his so called girlfriend asks him to, yeah, he's
1: got no problem with that. I mean, I don't even think he's that upset when Alice is killed.
0: No, it doesn't seem that way.
1: I mean, a lot of it, a lot of his, his relationship with Alice seems he seems to do that because that's the way that he like society has conditioned him to mm-hmm. like, he goes along with Alice like a, cause he's a little bit of a sub, but also cause I think he, he feels that he's supposed to be in love with Alice. And so it's like, Oh, well if I'm in love with Alice, I should be doing what she wants. I should be exacting revenge on her or for her, you know, things like that. Yeah. And like this forest guy is the one that broke him of that illusion he doesn't have to do what society thinks that he should do okay i don't know he no longer feels confined to the mainstream ideal of romance
0: is that why he just stares down the camera at the end kind of yeah i got your number society (laughs) yeah a little bit Overall, I'm going to say I liked the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely not a perfect film, but um, the themes of it, I think, are pretty good. And the dongs. (laughs) The themes and the dongs. Especially the forest, man. I I know you like your 50-year-old dong. (laughs) 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 I don't know if it's executed perfectly. I feel like it's a little muddy, the themes that he's trying to get across. It doesn't spoil my viewing of it. I just would have liked to have seen a little clearer vision for what these characters are about and what they're, what they're
1: looking for. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Like this is definitely one of those movies that it, it's broad enough that like you can inject your own vision into it as sure. I clearly have. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the beauty of the movie is that, you know, it on two different watches, I got two very different emotional reactions out of it. Mm-hmm. Like a crash, like, you know, a, a second viewing or a third viewing might make me see something, you know, that I didn't see before, but I don't think I'd see the movie itself differently. Yeah. Like, I think Cronenberg set out to, like, make a certain type of movie, whereas this one I feel it it's left that, like, you put your own impressions of romance into the film.
0: Yeah. There's nothing explicit stating... That Luke is into the, the four anal percent. sex scene, yeah, yeah, and so it's like, and so this is uh, something that I think is what has made this exploration of erotic thought so interesting for us, is because eroticism is a lot in your head, very you subjective, know? yeah, yeah, and so when you when you put something on screen, you can show what is physically actually happening, and then the viewer is left to decide what is actually happening in their brain. Mm -hmm. And if you keep it that ambiguous enough, that makes for really cool watching. You know, I think, I think that's really what, what is the key to these movies that you've been picking is that there's, they're ambiguous. Mm -hmm. Especially mother's boys. (laughs) 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 We've talked about ambiguity all the time. We think I've, it's a powerful tool if you can use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that eroticism is a great avenue to do that. Like, You can just present something, and um, who knows what's going on in their brains. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) So, So, okay. We've got Basic Instinct is 101. We've got Crash is 405. We've got Mother's Boys, which is maybe a an elective. And then <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe like 201. I would say okay. this, this might have been a good like sophomore
1: uh, outing after Basic Instinct. So I'm glad that you brought up Crash because you said that uh, Crash was like 405 in the actual episode when we recorded it. Uh-huh. Did you choose 405 because it's a highway? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: oh matt you figured me out well <laughs> i've got your number <laughs> are you ready to hear about what's coming up next week
1: i am i'm gonna keep this sexy shocker season going oh thank god i was worried that you wouldn't join in on this theme that like i'd finally like chose one that stumped you because i really like it when you piggyback i'm just gonna pretend that i'm edging
0: you on this and that's why i saved it for last really i couldn't think of one until now <laughs> I was looking at my list today, and I realized that I've got a movie on here that might fit uh, kind of perfectly. It's a powerhouse director who we haven't done yet, and uh, we started with powerhouse directors. So I think it's like a nice fit, and it's maybe erotic? Definitely a thriller. We'll get into it. But I want to do Denis Villeneuve's Enemy. Oh, get ready for tarantulas. (laughs) You like spiders? You're arachnophiliac? Is that a thing? Just I'm just pushing. <laughs> wow. Latin. I was gonna words say together. if it
1: is, like, kudos to you <laughs> for making a, a, a term out of that. Wow! Solid noun. Thanks. Yeah. Let's uh let's Google that later because that could get
0: totally cut. I love that director. I like a lot of what he's done, and I feel like there's some erotic tension going on. Just in there. thinking
1: that Jake Gyllenhaal gives me half a pack of quarters. <laughs> ah!
0: Just think of all the games of centipede you could play with that.
1: <laughs> cool, cool. That's a movie that I, I
0: wanted to rewatch. So great. I think it'll fit nicely into our cavity we've <laughs> created here. <gasps> oh my god! Get it. Let's get out of here.
1: Okay. Follow us on Twitter at XRatedMovies. Go to our website, XRatedMovies.com. Follow us on Facebook at RatedXMovies. Email us, x.rated.movies at gmail.com. Rate, review, leave us love. Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Did I leave anything out?
0: No, like Luke, I plan on being the sub for this part.
1: So. And, uh, yeah, you know you know how social media works. We're not hard to get a hold of. If you need to, to talk to us, just do it. You can so. do it. We believe in you. All right, next week, we're doing Enemy. We'll see you then. Bye. Late. Bye.